The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This is your Champions League round of 16 reaction show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network too. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, follow my Twitter account. I am at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. The Twitter account for LockBetting.com. That's my premium pay service and I have delivered 113 months in a row of transparent track profit. You can find every single PL at lockbetting.com. The pin suite at the Twitter account at lockbetting.com will always be the PL for the previous months. So at the moment, you can see that 113th month, which was the month of October. Sign up in time for the World Cup. That's why I'll be releasing all of my futures plays. And uh, if you want to get all of the World Cup podcasts, they are here for free on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I've currently done groups A to D. I'll be doing the remaining groups this week, so make sure you check it out. And the only way to never miss a show is to subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast because I will be releasing a show every 48 hours during the World Cup, I'll be covering every single game right here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on the Soccer Gambling Podcast feed. So moving on to why we are here, and that is to react to the Champions League draw. The round of 16 has been drawn and we have two marquee ties that could lay claim to being the tie of the round. First of all, we have a rematch of last year's Champions League final as Real Madrid take on Liverpool. And then, of course, we have Paris Saint-Germain versus Bayern Munich, a rematch of the 2020 finals. So we have two ties here, which were two of the Champions League finals from the last three years. 
if we had um, Chelsea drawn against Manchester City, we would have had all three. But that wasn't possible in this draw because English clubs couldn't be drawn against English clubs. So what has that done to the outright market? Well, it has made Manchester City the clear outright favourites because, of course, as per usual, Manchester City start with an easy draw. They seem to get that all of the time, all the way up until they reach the semi-finals when they usually go out. Manchester City are now the 13-8 favourites to win this competition. It's 7-1 on Bayern Munich. It's 9-1 on Liverpool. It's 9-1 on Paris Saint-Germain. It's 12 to 1 on Napoli. It's 12 to 1 on Real Madrid. It's 16 to 1 on Chelsea. It's 18 to 1 on Tottenham. And everybody else is bigger than 20 to 1. So, what was interesting from looking at those odds was the fact that Liverpool were shorter than Real Madrid. But when we look at the tie between Liverpool and Real Madrid, it's even. It's 10 to 11 on Liverpool to qualify and 10 to 11 on Real Madrid to qualify. Now, I can only assume that the bookies feel that Liverpool have a better chance of beating Manchester City if they come across them due to the familiarity between Liverpool and Man City and with Liverpool winning the last game between City and Liverpool by a goal to Anfield. Maybe they feel that Liverpool will have a better chance against Manchester City if it's English club versus English club and that Manchester City may have been very, very unlucky to lose to Real Madrid last season after dominating a vast majority of the two legs. In fact, that's not a maybe. That's not something that's up for speculation. Manchester City did dominate around about 175 minutes of the 180 minutes and then Real Madrid came to life at the end. So, um... I think that's what the bookies are assuming here. It also could be assumed, and this also makes a lot of sense, that Liverpool won't be challenging for the title and Real Madrid are involved in a very, very tight title race with Barcelona. And perhaps the distraction of that will lead to them taking their eyes off the Champions League. I mean, historically, that's not what Real Madrid do. But it would also make sense if Liverpool are not in the title race at all or possibly even not challenging for the Champions League and they desperately need to win the Champions League to remain in the Champions League. I don't think that will be the case. Liverpool found a little bit of form as of late. And when you look at the inconsistency of Chelsea, you look at the inconsistency of Tottenham, you look at Newcastle flying high, but really it's no guarantee that they're going to stay in that position. Liverpool could easily creep into the top four. And even Manchester United, as much as I'm a Man United supporter, I'm happy with how he started the season. We aren't guaranteed any kind of place in the top four. And even Arsenal, even Arsenal could have a significant drop off when we come back from the World Cup, despite having a flying start. So the only guarantee I think is Manchester City. They're going to be 100% in the top four. But I think all the other three places are up for grabs. I mean, I think it's very unlikely that Arsenal will drop as far as dropping out of the top four. But still, there are definitely two places up for grabs for Liverpool. So I still think they'll be challenging for the top four whilst Real Madrid will still be challenging, obviously, for the league title and going toe-to-toe with Barcelona and winning most weeks. So I do feel both the teams will be evenly distracted. I think the advantage for Real Madrid here is the fact that the first leg is played at Anfield. When the second leg's played at Anfield and ultimately the tie will be decided on that night, that's when the crowd come into play. I think there is a little bit of a false narrative that the Liverpool crowd is one of the best in the world and they can influence a game. That's only when the stakes are high. On a week-to-week basis, 
basis, the Anfield crowd is pretty quiet. I believe there have been videos circulating on Twitter about the famous Anfield atmosphere not quite being as famous as it's as you're led to believe it is. But obviously on a big European night when the stakes are high, the evidence is there. Liverpool do get behind their players and Anfield will be rocking if it's a tight tie and that could give Liverpool the edge in a second leg. But this isn't the case. The first leg is at Anfield. Nothing's going to be decided on that night and the tie will ultimately be decided at the Bernabeu and that's the advantage that Real Madrid get from winning the group. And it's for that reason and because of the form of Liverpool so far this season that I lean towards Real Madrid. You can't really go against them in the Champions League. I believe they have the better squad overall. I believe they have the better 11. That's why they won the Champions League final last season. And I believe they will come through this tie unless, of course, Liverpool are ultimately desperate to win the Champions League in order to stay in Europe. Then I think Liverpool could turn up and win this game. But at the moment, I do lean Real Madrid. These are very, very early leans. These are very, very early reactions. Obviously, we're doing this show in November and these ties won't be played till February. And of course, we will be dropping another show nearer the time to have a look at how we feel about games when they start in February but at the moment I do narrowly lean Real Madrid to get through this tie because they do seem to have Liverpool's number they uh, knocked Liverpool out the previous year and they beat them in the Champions League final last year as well. Before we move on to looking at some of these other ties let me take a second out to tell you guys about Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. So if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, get over to WinBet now. They're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports bank and casino play with exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. You can get great promos, odds, and payouts, and they're happening right now. Winbet from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. Winbet has what you need to win. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you need to do is head over to sportsgallingpockets.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgallingpockets.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now, the office subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where a play-free winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gallon problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let me also tell you guys about the SGPN Merch Store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN Merch Store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the DGEN in your life. Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code DALLASSUCKS. And um, thankfully, they did for the latest stages of the game yesterday because Green Bay finally got that W. They covered the spread and they won the game because Dallas sucks. So if you want to take advantage of this offer, go to store.sportsgallonpockets.com and use that promo code Dallas sucks. So let's move on to looking at some of these other ties. As I mentioned There were two ties in contention to be the tie of the round. The first, of course, was the one we just covered, the rematch of last year's Champions League final. The other, the final from 2020, the COVID year, and it is Paris Saint-Germain and Bayern Munich. This is Paris Saint-Germain's punishment for blowing the group. To be fair to them, they did what they needed to do on the final day. They did beat Juventus. But a crazy scoreline where Maccabi Haifa lost 6-1 to Benfica meant Benfica won the group. 
Whilst I say, to be fair to them, they did what they needed to on the final day, what they didn't do is beat Benfica in any of the games against Benfica. They drew both of those games and it was particularly disappointing for them to draw the home game, in my opinion. And therefore, they, you do reap what you sow and that's why they're in this situation against Bayern Munich, who once again qualified with a 100% record in the group stages. That's the third time in history they've done that which is more than any other team in the history of the Champions League. And of course, they are a team that nobody wanted to face, especially Paris Saint-Germain off the back of finishing second in the group. They didn't want to be punished like this and get drawn against Bayern. Many questioned how they would fare without Robert Lewandowski. They never really replaced him, despite signing Sadio Mane, which was obviously a big-name signing. That's not a replacement for an out-and-out striker, but they've just adapted. They just play a different way stylistically, and what you essentially have is three wingers interchanging positions. So you get the guys on different sides of the wing. You get different guy, a different guy playing as a striker. Mane's capable of doing it. Gnabry's capable of doing it. Coman's capable of doing it. Zane's capable of doing it. So, and even, and even you can even put Thomas Muller in as the striker. They've seen Chupa Moting playing there. He's having a good season. He's seen as a little bit of a punchline in England as far as EPL fans go. But Bayern Munich... He's earned himself a new contract and despite being 33 years old, I think that he's going to stay on and be a key part of what Bayern Munich do this season and next season as well. So nobody wanted to play them and I do think they'll get through here in this tie because they have more Champions League pedigree and they're a more complete team than PSG. But I don't know if they should be the four to six favourites. In fact, in some places, they're as short as minus 200. If you can oppose them at minus 200, I would recommend a sprinkle on Paris Saint-Germain because this is their season. And you could say the same for both of these two teams, which is why it's so crazy that they've been drawn against each other. Because Bayern Munich, they know they're winning the league in Germany. PSG, they know they're winning the league in France as well. So both of their seasons are pretty much dictated by what they do in the in the Champions League. But with PSG, they're more desperate. This is why Messi's here. Messi's here to win a Champions League with PSG. This is why Mbappe stayed. Mbappe wants to win a league, uh, Champions League with PSG. And if they don't do it, you could essentially see both of these two players pushing for a move. With Messi, he doesn't have to stay because his contract's up anywhere. And there's talks of him going to Inter Miami or going back to Barcelona, which would be crazy. And as for Mbappe, yes, he's just signed to stay on long term and has blown his move to Real Madrid. But other sides could come in and, and sign him. Um, I don't know where he could go because I'm not sure who could afford him other than Manchester City. And I just don't see him playing alongside Erling Haaland because both players' egos dictate that they want to be the number one guy. So I just don't see him going to Manchester City to play alongside Haaland. Manchester United could afford him, but Manchester United would need to be in the Champions League. And I don't know if you want to go through this whole bullshit with Cristiano Ronaldo and sign a massive disruptive ego like Kylian Mbappe, which is what he is. I mean, he's a player who essentially wanted to sign a new contract as long as he could be the director of football. And now he's still complaining about his position in the team where he wants to play as the number 10 behind two forwards, where he's never played, but ultimately thinks that he should be played there so he can dictate the game and, and increase his chances for a Ballon d'Or. I mean, he's not a player that I would want at my team. And that's crazy to be saying about Kylian Mbappe. But ultimately, I think his attitude and his wage demands will mean that he stays in PSG, continually trying to win this Champions League and playing dead games in the Farmers League that 
that don't really improve the the quality or his standing in world football and don't really increase his chances for a Ballon d'Or. His only chance of winning it is to win the World Cup again or to actually get over this hurdle of winning the Champions League with PSG. But I think next season, his chances will be decreased because he'll have to do it without Messi. And um, ultimately, you have to play everybody in this competition. That's always the cliche that's thrown out there, but it is a cliche that's true. You have to beat everybody to win the trophy. You have to play everybody anyway. But when you look at last season, when you look at Liverpool's route to the final, it was very, very easy. Liverpool didn't really have to beat anybody significant to get through to the final. It was one of the easiest routes in history. A few years ago, Tottenham had a very, very similar route to the final where Ajax were beating everybody and Ajax looked like they were about to beat Tottenham too. And um, they took their foot off the gas for 20 minutes and Tottenham ended up winning the tie, a tie they didn't deserve to win. Real Madrid won a lot of ties last year that they didn't deserve to win. So it doesn't always play out that way. Sometimes a draw can favour you and it certainly hasn't done PSG any favours here and they'll need to turn up and have their best performance of the season across 180 minutes to knock out this Bayern team. I do think there's value on PSG, but ultimately I'll pass because I do think Bayern Munich will come through this tie, even though I think they're far too short at prices between minus 150 and minus 200 to qualify here in this one. Looking at the rest of these ties, there are a few more decent ties here to go through. AC Milan versus Tottenham should be a tight one. Tottenham are narrowly fancied to go through. They're available here at 4-6 to six with Milan at 5-4. to four. That's probably because they are an English club playing in the EPL and the EPL teams are graded a lot higher than the Serie A teams because historically they have been able to knock them out. Milan are the champions of Serie A coming into this year's Champions League, but they did lose twice to Chelsea. And obviously, when you looked at the futures coming into this EPL season, Tottenham were graded as the third favourites to win the EPL with Chelsea at fourth. And um, despite the fact that Tottenham haven't had a good run of form, Chelsea are lower than Tottenham in the table. Graham Potter's Chelsea have had a very, very poor run. And despite the fact that Conte's Tottenham have had a poor run, they still go into the World Cup break in the top four. So Milan, they uh, are eight points behind Napoli in Serie A. They lost back-to-back games against Chelsea. They finished runners-up in their group. And Tottenham are fancy to progress here in this tie. It'll be interesting to see what happens at the San Siro. If Tottenham can get something there, if they can go back to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with a draw, I do fancy them to progress. But if Milan have something to protect, it could be very, very difficult for Tottenham, especially with their habit at the moment of conceding the first goal. Because if they are down from the San Siro and they concede the first goal at the London Stadium, this Milan team, being Italian, they are capable of setting up a low block and keeping Tottenham out and progressing here in this tie. But I do narrowly favour Tottenham here in this one. Borussia Dortmund are drawn against Chelsea. Chelsea strongly fancied here, which is interesting given their recent run of form. They are available here at 4-9, so worse than minus 200 here with Dortmund here at 13-8. I can't really make a case for Dortmund. I can look at these two teams and say that they are both equally inconsistent and Dortmund find a way to lose games or to drop points when they really, really shouldn't. 
But when you can say that both of those teams do that and you look at the two teams on paper, there aren't many Dortmund players that I think Chelsea would take. What's being overlooked is the fact that Chelsea spent £275 million in the summer and I think eighth in the table. And uh, despite the fact that Graham Potter is supposed to be involved here for the long term and it's supposed to be a long term project, if they drop out of Champions League contention, if they're eighth going into this game with Borussia Dortmund in February, then Graham Potter won't be the manager. I don't know who will be, but I can assure you if Chelsea are 8th in February and this doesn't improve, Graham Potter will be sacked as the Chelsea manager and very quickly that long-term project will be forgotten. So I'm not sure who will be the manager here. This is another one where you have to look at things in February, but obviously it's moment in time with Dortmund's inconsistencies and based on the fact that EPL is stronger than the Bundesliga and the fact that I wouldn't take many Dortmund players in a Chelsea team, if any other than Jude Bellingham, of course, um, you have to lean Chelsea here to get it done. We spoke earlier about Manchester City and Leipzig. Manchester City, again, not really uh, giving a very, very difficult tie. Yes, Leipzig are a decent team. But outside of Christopher and Cuckoo, you can't really make a case for any of these Leipzig players getting into the Manchester City side. This should be comfortable. Manchester City should win this one home and away. And of course, the odds do reflect that with Manchester City being the clear 1-8 to eight minus 800 favourites to win, which is good for us over at my lock betting site because we did take a future on Manchester City to reach the uh, quarterfinals. And if they get through this title, just have to win their quarterfinal tie and then they are in the semis. And that's usually where things get a little bit sticky for Manchester City, where the competition steps up. I don't know what the reason is behind them getting these easy draws. Perhaps their owners are buying them or perhaps they are just extremely, extremely lucky. But ultimately, I think it does go against them when they aren't really tested in the early stages of the Champions League. Last year, they looked primed to win it. They were tested in the group stage. They came through a group of PSG and won it. They looked absolutely certain to get it done last year. They outplayed Real Madrid completely. They had Liverpool waiting in the final, a game I think they would have won. But uh, they managed to blow it, which is what Manchester City often do. And it really wasn't anything either to do with Guardiola's tactics or anything like that. It just seemed like they fell apart as soon as Carl Walker came off. Um, all the attacks came from that side and, and suddenly Manchester City just imploded. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. But I don't think anything's going to happen here against RB Leipzig. I think they come through this tie comfortably. Uh, Napoli, many people's dark horses to, to go far in the Champions League because of what they're doing in Serie A. They're drawn against Eitrich Frankfurt last year's Europa League winners. Napoli, I think, are a little bit too short here at the price of 1-3-300 to three minus 300 to qualify. Frankfurt have shown that they can be dangerous in Europe. Last year, they did conquer Barcelona. And getting him here at 5-2 to two plus 250 is a little bit big um, when you consider they did knock out Barcelona in Europa League last year. And we don't know what Napoli are going to be like uh, come February. We know that they're clear at the moment in Serie A, but if they do face a little bit of a slip-up, will they then turn their attention solely onto Serie A? Will they be tired? Will they be tired playing this intense way that they play where they cover so many kilometres and they press and they press and they press? That can lead to fatigue at the late stage of the season. Obviously, we're looking at this being played in February. We're looking at people returning from the World Cup in late December. So fatigue perhaps won't kick in here six or seven weeks into the restart. 
start. But ultimately, that may be something to keep an eye on if Napoli continue to advance and in Serie A as well. But as I said, at the moment, they are the strong favourites to win Serie A. They're currently paced at minus 400, which means that you can currently take the field in Serie A at the price of 5 to 2 plus 250, giving you, of course, every single other team other than Napoli to win the league. So they're the key ties I wanted to look at. The Champions League, of course, resumes in February and we'll be doing another podcast then looking at things then because a lot can obviously change between now and then because we're going to play an entire World Cup, which of course begins on Sunday and you can get all of your group stage previews here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. So that concludes your Champions League reaction show. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.